0: And welcome back to another session. tonight. To I'm in Book Horde. Book Horde. Wrong podcast. Book pod- Horde. Yes, the podcast about books <laughs> and what yeah. we've read. Uh, today yeah. and is, this is a...
1: Well, 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 who are you? Who are you, person who I do not know? Introduce yourself to the class.
0: Hi, my name's Megan. And I like cheese. <laughs> <laughs> and who are you, Denise? Hi, my
1: name's Denise. And I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you, you laugh, but it's probably uh, true. Um, <laughs> it's true.
1: As I sip my martini. Just getting it's water.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> Um, so it might today is... It might be spiked. <laughs> uh, t- today we're doing a special recording for our one, maybe two listeners. I had a friend who also listened. Um, oh, hell But yeah. then she stopped Ooh. because she wanted to read the Subscribe, book. Subscribe, please. Yes, um, please. We're slowly but surely going to get stars, this started. And it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, we already got our social media set up. Yes, we have our social media. Uh where can we where can people find us?
1: They can find us on Twitter at BookHord Pod. That's P-O-D. No spaces, no under what are those called?
0: Underscore? What are the
1: underlines? Underscore Underscore. And then Instagram, the same name, BookHord Pod too.
0: As in as, well, as not. well, not book Yes, too. <laughs> as well, yes. Let me clarify. <laughs> Don't put so a we, two. <laughs> Don't put a number two at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please. Yeah, so we
1: are on Twitter and we are on Instagram. So we are now officially a
0: podcast. And we're kind of on Facebook in that we are big supporters of the TBR Beyond uh reading group on Facebook. Uh, Denise is actually a moderator on there. I you am hope. a somewhat participant. I don't really have social media, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that's really the only like. I have a Facebook, and literally my Facebook is just like book stuff, TBR, <laughs> like the TBR <laughs> and beyond. Like I don't do, do anything. Same. I didn't, I used. To- I didn't friend anyone or anything like that. I would just. <laughs>
1: I used to go in other Facebook groups, and now I'm like, what's TBR doing? What's over there? <laughs> what have people posted?
0: Yeah. Well, it's technically yeah. like your side job now, so you kind of have to.
1: Literally. But it's like the best side job <laughs> I've ever had. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. So today we are doing a special episode uh like i said earlier before getting sidetracked which happens a lot (laughs) um we are going to do our top uh our top reads of 2021 and then what our most anticipated for
1: 2022 are yeah Uh, would you like to go first megan or should i
0: so do we wanna do it as you know, as something that should have been figured out before we started recording? Um do you wanna do it like I say one and then you say one, and then you, me, you, me, you Oh you-
1: yeah. That sounds okay. fun.
0: All that right. way it's okay.
1: not like just like a monologue from each of us. It's just yeah. kinda like, okay, now you go. Yeah. Um I have I have ten or I guess eleven top reads. How much okay. did you bring to the table, madame? Ten. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. We're, like, <laughs> about the same. I had to add one more to my list, because I finished it, like, a week ago, and I was like, oh, <laughs> this is top 10, but I don't want to knock off any, so top 11. <laughs> but, okay. You want to go with yours first? Your Do we, oh, we should start from the bottom of our start list. It from
0: the bottom, now will here. My, okay, Hell, but mine yeah. isn't really particularly, like, oh it's not sectioned oh mine's not ranked like i really just looked like it's it's like organized in when i read it in the year like Mm. (laughs) because i looked back on like my reviews and stuff you know um but yeah we can start from the bottom i mean for you mostly (laughs) (laughs) okay my (laughs) denise the bottom was Excuse me. <laughs> I am
1: always the top. Okay, anyways. Focus. Hi, Denise's <laughs> mom. I have... <laughs> I am the black sheep of the family. <laughs> um, I have The Girls Are Never Gone by Sarah Glenn Marsh as my el- number 11. Because okay. I didn't want to knock it off. It was so good. Mm-hmm. Like, it it has, like, rep for, like... um diabetics and Mm -hmm. it's like one of those things where it's not like the center focus of her character she just like is also diabetic but it's still like in the story a little bit which I appreciated and um, on top of it it's like it's about a haunted house and this girl that like has a podcast and is trying to solve this like haunted house thing so I was like into it beginning to end
0: I'm (laughs) I'm so glad my house is a new build <laughs> so there yeah, shouldn't be any haunting. What was it hauntings? built on? What was it built on, Megan? <laughs> that was the that's the question. I uh, guess yeah, Sarah <laughs> Glenn Marsh. Uh, I've heard a lot about her. She's been um she's been an author in TBR and beyond um since mm-hmm. like the beginning of the group. Um, oh yeah, and I, I know her that her a few times. Yeah, and I and I know a lot of people on there like love her stuff. Um, I haven't read her um, only because. I wasn't like reading contemporary for a long while, and she does mostly mm-hmm. contemporary. And you also know me; I don't do scary. Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> it's it's pretty like it, pretty scary. Like there are moments where I was like, "Oh hell no!" Like I don't mm-hmm. want that <laughs> to go down.
0: I like yeah, except I d- I have been starting to read scarier stuff. I guess more creepy than scary is what I should say. Mm. That I, is what I've been reading. Um, so for me, number ten uh, is "The Forest of Stolen Girls" by June Hur. Um, oh, that sounds intense. Yeah, uh, it is um, a historical uh, thriller mystery uh, where mm. this about this girl who um, in like the fourteen hundreds, fifteen hundreds, or it might be sixteen hundreds. I should know this. Whoops. <laughs> Um, anyway, to in me. the past, <laughs> who um, she goes back to Jeju Island and Ooh. because her father went there to go try to solve like these disappearances that happened when these girls were young and mm. these disappearances are kind of connected to her and her sister because of something that happened to them when they were young. Um... And then I and then another girl disappeared, and so he went to go look into it, and then he never came back. And so she went to go um, look for her father, and her sister stayed on the island when they left. Um, and so they reconnect, and then they try to solve the mystery, and it was really good. Uh, I love his, I love history. Uh, Hens, <laughs> uh, big surprise. I love history. Uh, I am all about trying to bring more cultures into like the mainstream of publishing. Um, and mm-hmm. June hur has been doing that with Korea. Um, Love that. Yeah, so very interesting and highly recommend.
1: That sounds really cool. I'll add it to my TBR.
0: Gorgeous cover.
1: All right. I have, for my next book, I have the lovely, the amazing... The Count of Monte Cristo, which (laughs) we did a buddy read for, but (laughs) you're making a throw up face, Megan. But it is not warranted here because you read the abridged version and I read the unabridged version. I read the abridged
0: version,
1: which cut out like a lot of good like side character like Mm -hmm. arcs, and it was just like. And like, I think if you had read mine, you would have enjoyed it.
0: As an English teacher, uh, it's a, it is a catastrophe that I read in a bridge version. I will admit that. Um, <laughs> you must revoke your license. <laughs> honestly. and. I don't know what happened. I think my eye saw a bridge and like was immediately like, "Okay, this is the unabridged." Version. <laughs> like, is the original? The, I just put the on there, like myself. And by the time I realized my mistake, it was too late, and I'm like, mm, "I'm not even gonna try." <laughs> and I will admit, I I have admitted that I think that the abridged version did mess with. Uh, my enjoyment of the reading um the the problem with abridged versions of these books uh, is that they take out so much and it's like yeah honestly if it's in the story, it's in the story for a reason yeah, totally um. Arguably, I could say that, like, back then when they were being paid by the more they wrote, you might like, could you could argue, like, no, you can take it out. Um, but I still think there I, I still think if it's in there, it was meant to be in there, yeah. So,
1: yeah. And, too, I remember, and why did you when... like
0: it? <laughs> well let me
1: answer because I remember when we were comparing like it wasn't just like how the way like certain like situations went it was like literally entire side characters Mm -hmm. had like no resolution Mm -hmm. there was just like no mention of like this happened and this happened you're just like you're kind of like in your abridged version you're ending the book with like loose ends essentially that were tied up in the unabridged version so it like it wasn't just like them like modernizing it whole plot
0: points that you brought up and I was like yeah what? yeah and it
1: was and you would be like how did this character end up there and I'd be like don't you remember when they talked about this scene and you were like what so (laughs) yeah and then So, to answer your question why I enjoyed it, I loved, like, I mean, the whole book is literally about a man who's, like, getting his, like, revenge on the people who completely fucked him over and, like, sent him to prison. Like, they weren't just, like, oh, like, they got him fired. Like, no, he went to fucking prison. (laughs) And he managed to, like, get out and, like, uh, find out that one of them had even married his fiance and, like, Mm -hmm. were just they they tried to fuck him over and he was like you know what and just like you have this whole book where he elaborately like figures out how to fuck them over like so much worse than what they did to him and it's just like oh like to see it like go down it was like like it was just like a slow applause for the main character where you're like fuck (laughs) yeah dude like I love that.
0: <laughs> I do love a good revenge story. And I have to admit, like, the Count of Monte Cristo is, like, the revenge story that started all revenge stories. So... Oh, yeah. I- I'll give you that. Uh, so, my next top read, number nine on my list, uh, The Tenant of Wildfell Hall by Anne Bronte. i oh, um, not read it. <laughs> she, uh, this, I have... We did a buddy read of Anne Bronte's book Agnes Gray. Um mm-hmm. and then she wrote Tenant of Wildfell Hall and a ton of people agree that like this would have been like the Bronte book if Charlotte hadn't been a bitch. No. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> Damn, all right. All right.
0: So it is You'll
1: start such Twitter a- beef with a dead author. <laughs>
0: Don't come for me, Charlotte. I love her <laughs> and her books too. Uh, the Brontes on my bench. <laughs> um, but uh, the Tenet of Wildfell Hall. It was like it's considered like the first like feminist book, mm. um, and it's a story about this woman who appears at Wildfell Hall uh, with her son, and everyone's talking. Everyone just assumes she's a widow. Um, and the guy who, this is an, um, epistolary, um, novel, which means it's, like, written like it's being told in a letter. Um, and the guy writing the letter is, um, he talks about meeting her and then how he falls in love with her and he wants to marry her, uh, but she won't marry him. And there's all these misunderstandings about, like, oh, is she really a widow? Or... Is she having the affair of the person who owns Wildfell Hall? And, Mm. um, you find out, like, this isn't a big spoiler, she's not a widow. Uh, You find out, like, she's married, but, like, she ran away from her abusive husband. Which, Mm. back then, was, like, you did not do. And And then it tells, like, her story about, like, her first, like, her marriage and, like, how it got to the point where she had to run away. And it's so interesting and, um really ahead of its time and I think so underrated uh the reason I bring up like the whole thing with Charlotte is um it brought up subjects that you just didn't talk about back then and when Anne died um I mean Charlotte was the last Bronte standing um of the mm-hmm. siblings and she basically when it was time for a tenant of Wildfell Hall to be published again she stopped it uh, because she said, "Oh, this isn't a novel that should have been written. Like it doesn't talk about the things that Anne was about. Anne's too good of a person, and she probably didn't mean for this to be written. Like, Damn, and so she stopped. You're the right. public- what a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> well, she stopped the publication of it. And like when it came out, like it sold out so fast. Like it sold out more than Jane Eyre did, and even Weather in Weathering Heights. And so like people talk about how like if she had just left it alone, like." Would it also be on the same level of Jade Aaron Wuthering Heights? Like, because mm. no one really knows about it.
1: Yeah, um, that's true. Did she directly like sabotage her future success on mm. that one decision? And
0: like, there's the argument like, did she, or was it just like she didn't want her sister to be remembered as writing this really mm. like out there novel? Like, you know what I mean? Like, was she just mm-hmm. trying to save her sister's reputation? Most yeah. people think that. I just think it's more interesting (laughs) (laughs) if you just think she was out to get her.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, as someone who loves reading classics, too, like, I think of the Bronte sisters, I'm only familiar with Jane Eyre. And, like, all the other ones, like, Mm -hmm. I hadn't really even remembered their titles or known Mm -hmm. what they were until you were like, hey, we should read these. Yeah. But Jane Eyre is the only one that I could, I could have, like, said off the top of my head. Mm -hmm. Well,
0: now you can say this one and you should definitely (laughs) get it. I highly recommend everyone.
1: Uh, Yes. Okay. So I have for my number eight, The Nightingale by Kirsten Hanna, which you have also read, right? I have. I
0: read a few.
1: Yeah, and this this was a really solid book uh, set during World War II, but Mm -hmm. in France, I believe, when they were occupied by the Germans. Mm -hmm. And this talks of two sisters, one who... Is kind of like a wild card who is just um, wanting to fight back against uh, the German soldiers in her own way. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then the other sister who is just trying to, like, keep herself alive and her children alive and just survive the war. Mm -hmm. And, like, it talks of them. It talks of their, like... Like, it's a lot of focus, not just on, like, their relationship, but their relationships with other people. Like, it has a lot of, like, just, like, heavy themes, but, like, so important to talk about, especially for that time period. And it was just heavy, but, like, Mm -hmm. in, like, the best way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed it, too. I will say it's not in my top ten. oh no no believe it or not it would be in my top 15 um Mm. not my top 10 only because I have all I had all that anxiety when reading it okay okay (laughs) Which, like maybe it should be in my top 10 because it made me feel so much
1: (laughs) Mm. that's why I put it because I was Mm -hmm. just like I was not expecting like like such an intense book because like you know me and I don't read like the synopsis or anything so I just go in blind. And <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, the Nightingale, what's this about? And then like it's like, oh, <laughs> oh a bird. <laughs> and then it was like World War Two, and I was like, oh shit, oh <laughs> this is this is gonna be rough. And I like mm-hmm. I felt all the
0: feels. It there it definitely made you feel all the feels. It, it is a great book. Highly recommend. I'm with you on yeah. that. Yes. So. So my number seven eight? <laughs>
1: <laughs> number seven, I think. Wait. No, no it's not idea.
0: my number eight. <laughs> no fucking clue. Uh my number eight is um A Perilous Undertaking by Deanna Rayborn. And I can't get too much into it because it's actually a second book. Um mm. But it is a series uh, that I know Sam <laughs> uh, is obsessed with from TBR and beyond. Uh, oh yeah, I you don't know this about her? <laughs> she I, is obsessed. I know with she loves J Hope.
1: That's hard to miss. <laughs>
0: um, she so I finally sat down, like I read them and. Um, it is the series itself is about a um, lady in the Victorian era who is a like lepidemiologist. I think it is like she it's butterflies. She's butterflies. is her thing. Mm, she is a very <laughs> butterflyologist. <laughs> she is a very modern woman, and she gets basically gets pulled into this mystery in the first book. Um, mm. And she teams up with this guy, uh, Stoker, who is a taxidermist and is super Ooh. hot. Mm. Oh, a hot taxidermist. Yeah. And um, they basically solve these murders. And I can't, I really, I enjoyed the first one. But the second one was just so enjoyable. It was so much fun. Did you hear my dog just now?
1: A little. Okay. I didn't <laughs> tell what it was.
0: She's outside my office door crying. Um, she and she ha, like she is so modern. The her, the uh, protagonist is a very modern mm. lady, and she's a lot of fun. Love that. Um, so I actually like would put that series as like my top. Oh, really? Like like would be oh, the wow. series? Yeah, and it was a lot of fun. So
1: sick. That sounds interesting.
0: <laughs> All right, I have for
1: my next my top. Well, it should probably be my top 8 cuz I have one book that I added into my top 10. Oh my gosh. <laughs> anyways. Anyways, it's Love and Gelato by Jenna Evans Welch. Have you read it? No. It's It's like this girl who like um it's not a spoiler, but her mom dies and she like her mom's kind of like wish for her Wish for her daughter is for her to go to Italy where her mom studied abroad Mm time and just to like experience life, you know, and like get to live even if she's no longer there. So like she goes and there's like uh, her mom's like best friend from the time she was there. She goes to live with him. The main character goes to live with him and he like talks about, you know, like he has memories of her mom and she's essentially just like learning to be in this like new country, this beautiful country and like, you know, with it's like rolling hills and like beautiful and delicious food while also trying to cope with like the death of her mother and like seeing memories of her mom there. And it was one of those books that I, I had heard was like a fun, like, you know, like contemporary read Mm -hmm. but like when i read it it was like like because she was coping with like the death of her mom like it was so much darker than like people made it seem Mm -hmm. because like she's like constantly like saying little lines about like how it how she feels like having to like relearn what it means to not have her mom by her side like her mom who was her best friend and I was just, like, like there were so many parts where I was in tears where I was, like, why is this, like, a lighthearted contemporary? Like, this is, like, the, like, like it was just, like, this was another deep read that made me feel all the, like, feels. Oh. And, yeah, but I I loved it. Like, especially as, like, I, I lost my grandfather earlier this year and, like, I had to read, like, all the lines on, like, death. And I was, like, how do you, like... Like how do you keep going after this? Like this is rough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was. It, okay. It's a really beautiful book. Like I haven't read the rest of the series, but like if like that's the first one, like wow. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Um, my number seven is Tokyo Ever After by um, Emiko Jean. Uh, this was such a fun read. Have I, I feel it? so weird saying it after that really deep one. Um, was, <laughs> I'm trying was, to
1: remember if I've read it because it sounds familiar, but is it because like I don't people have talked it. about
0: it? Okay. I don't think okay. you've read it. I believe it. People you. have talked about it. Um, mm. But this was such a fun read. This is basically um, The Princess Diaries, but Japanese. Uh, this Japanese-American girl who um, – grew up with a single mom um finds out that her dad is the um heir apparent to the japanese throne um, and it comes out and so she is brought to japan to meet her dad and it's all about that, and it was such a fun. There's a real romance with like a bodyguard. It was just Aww. such a fun read. I read it in a day. I just was having so much fun. I want a movie made out of it so bad. It deserves the Princess Diaries treatment of being uh, like a fun movie, like meme worthy too. <laughs> meme worthy, yes. Uh, I'm really hoping this gets made into something because I think this would be such a fun thing to watch.
1: Hey, that sounds fun. I just looked it up, and yeah, I think I've just seen people talking about it because that cover is beautiful. I remember it's the cover. It's such a
0: beautiful cover. Yeah. Oh
1: yeah. Okay. That's like one of the books I wanted to read this year, but I just didn't. <laughs> oh, the
0: get story of them. our lives. <laughs> is that enough time? <laughs> <laughs> Too many okay. books. Not enough time.
1: Yeah. Damn it. I always say, I wish I was a vampire, simply so I could read more books in my lifetime and just like be those people who's like i got to read another book Sorry, guys okay my next book is the night gardener by jonathan oxier i believe
0: his okay. last name is
1: and this he i garden read that night yes how did you know that's <laughs> oh, my spoilers <laughs> Megan. um i read this for tbrs middle grade Uh, challenge in may and Mm -hmm. so this is a middle grade and it was like advertised as like a spooky read so i picked it up and it's like it's hella spooky like for a middle Mm -hmm. grade like i think it's one of the things when you read middle grade as an adult where you're like holy shit
0: this is good (laughs) and like
1: this like the reading the story is like top notch like super fucking creepy and like really interesting premise it's like these two kids who like I their their parents like go away like on a ship and they're left to the kids are left to fend for themselves and they find this like job posting where mm-hmm. someone needs like a like a maid for their like cottage in the woods type for this like these parents and their two kids <laughs> and like the the kids show up and they like the, some spooky shit goes down where they're like like they find like mud tracks like in the hallways like uh one of the kids like um like has nightmares and just like really like spooky stuff that leads up to like the uh like what they find out is like the night gardener where there's like literally like a man who fucking like gardens like at night and like does re- like really creepy shit I don't want to like spoil it but it's it's good <laughs>
0: don't laugh at me <laughs> megan it's good i just laughing I, he's he's so scary he gardens <laughs> at night okay okay
1: <laughs> okay but think about it you look outside your window it's no i morning, know and there's a guy gardening <laughs> know, yeah.
0: would you not be creeped out i'd be like what is he? i would be creeped in? out is, i would be creeped out what is the fertilizer <laughs>
1: well
0: that now that's bad? even more creeped out <laughs>
1: yeah so it's good. Um, I highly recommend it. It, like, made okay. my top... T- like, when I was going through my, like, books I've read this year, I was like, oh, that book for sure. Like, it, okay. Like at, if you're a horror fan, too, or, like, um, what's what's the other one? I can't remember the other genre. But if you just like creepy shit, like, this is, like, the top book I'd recommend for you. Even though it's middle grade. Like, it's still good.
0: Yeah. Well, we've talked about that before, about how middle grade is, like, really... Yeah. Like on, on it's shit I mean it's yeah. like with Avatar this is a kid's show but there's genocide
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it's like it's, it's good
0: <laughs> so my next one is Iron Widow by Zira and Jay Zhao uh, ah! Zha. um, I won't do a summary because we've already done that uh, oh. listen to our second episode everyone
1: Wow, um, let's talk about the book some more.
0: <laughs> uh, girl becomes pilot in patriarchal society of robots and destroys everything, go- and goes on a, <laughs> a rampage. Okay, and destroys rampage. everything. <laughs> yes. Uh, so yeah, loved it.
1: I highly agree with that one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good that you said that book, because my next book is Malice by Heather Walter. I don't know if you know of this one, but it's also like, I feel like it's like slightly similar to Iron Widow, where it's like, um, where it's like, um, I'm not going to try to find too many ways to compare it. But like, essentially, Malice is like this, uh, this girl who's like been ostracized all her life because she's like half veil vale or like half of a species that like mm-hmm. the people in our country like do not like and like she is part of this like um like I guess there's like this whole like government program set up where it's like people with this um type of like kind of like Faye type Species in their blood can create, like, um, potions that will help people. Like, they can become prettier. They can be, like, the funniest person at the party. And, like, there's, like, a whole program for these people that have this in their blood. And the main character is the only one person that, like has that similar type, but she has the cursed version, so she can make you the ugliest person in the room. She can make you, like, grow warts. Like, everything that's, like, a curse, essentially. And she's the only one who can do it. And everyone hates her for who she is, but at the same time goes to her for the, like, the potions that she can make for them, Mm -hmm. which is, like, an interesting premise. But I would be
0: her best friend.
1: (laughs) Yeah! She's, like she's really cool but um like she essentially has to like learn to like you know like be like be proud of who she is but also like in a world where like everyone hates her and like what that means and like learn who she is what's in her blood exactly Mm -hmm. while like all this goes around and like she ends up like kind of forming like a like semi friendship, semi relationship with like um the princess, and then like that like goes on. So there is some queer um I was
0: gonna say rep it's in the there. gay.
1: Yeah, like it Yeah, there is queer rep in there. Um and yeah, and it's just like it's badass. It's one of those where you're just like kind of like Iron Widow, where it's kinda of like the antihero possible mm-hmm. villain side of the story. So, but it's like um, I think they have it advertised as like a fairy tale retelling type, like kind of that princessy thing. Yeah, but yeah. She's the I remember
0: it seeing on like fairy t- like retelling lists and stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah. So it's got that going for it too, and it's
0: really good. Okay. Uh, my next read is—you're going to be surprised—Weathered <gasps> Heights. What? By Emily oh Bronte. My God. Mm-hmm. High school Megan would be appalled. High school Megan is <laughs> sitting her skinny ass by the pool. <laughs> like, uh it's if- <laughs> Um Okay. Sell out. Okay. <laughs> um Yeah, so I've read this before. We talked about I've read this before in high school, hated it.
1: Mm.
0: We did our little reread of some of the Brontes, and I ended up loving this book a lot. And I think it's because I'm an English teacher that I love this book now, (laughs) uh, because I'm reading into all these things, and I'm like, Mm -hmm. Kathy stands for how women want to be wild, but they have to... They have to like bottle that all up and they have to conform to what society wants, and she dies because of it. And And
1: (laughs) so, uh, I all the underlying messages we missed in high school because, yeah, all the underlying messages
0: that you're like, did the author even mean to do that? Who knows? But I'm going to say, you're like,
1: you're like, the curtains are blue, and now you're like, no, but it represents their like (laughs) sadness.
0: No, that's just the color of the curtains, ma'am. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I was really surprised by that. But, I, but when I was making this list, okay. I was like, actually, yeah. <laughs> I think that's awesome. Like that
1: you can like now look back and you're like, you know what? Like, it's really good. And I just mm-hmm. like I didn't appreciate it the first time around. But now I can.
0: Mm-hmm. I also didn't do a summary of this because I feel like it's Weathering Heights. you've either read it or you've heard about it and you pretty much know what happens like that's true in some form you know Heathcliff (laughs) yep that's true
1: okay so I have for my next book Ghost Bride by Yangtze Chu which is wow I have a lot of historical fiction on this list by the way I just realized (laughs) Um, (laughs) Ghost Ghost Bride is... Oh my god, awesome. so do I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but for you, it makes sense. For me, I would not put historical fiction as one of my top genres. I'm looking at
0: this. Only two of mine aren't historical fiction. Damn! In some, in some shape or form. Sorry, continue. Jesus. <laughs> Ghost Bride's...
1: Um, it's a historical fiction novel about this young girl who's... I think it's in the 1800s. I don't remember. I don't remember the the year anymore. <laughs> it's historical. <laughs> and it's set in the fiction the not the fictional like the historical country of Malaysia, I believe. Um
0: I can hear you typing and looking it
1: up. <laughs> I don't remember the country. It's set in the 1890s in okay, and it doesn't say the country. But like I guess like what is modern day Malaysia? And okay. um it's about this girl who, like, essentially, like, her family has, like, slowly, like, um, slided into poverty, even though they mm-hmm. were originally, like, a good, uh, like, kind of, like, um, upstanding, I believe merchant family, but her father is addicted to opium, and he, to settle one of his debts, has been approached by one of his, like, debt holders for his daughter to marry his son, and... And usually that would be, like, oh, whatever, like, makes sense. Except his son is dead. So they're essentially trying to do this, like, um, this older tradition where you essentially marry someone off to a dead family member. And that helps to, like, not only, like, um, provide for, like, the, like, widow, widow bride, whatever. But also make sure that there's someone that can, like, take care of, like, the dead, like, the dead, um ancestor not ancestor like the dead relative that's the word I'm thinking of the dead relative make sure that there's someone that can like like um, like put up offerings for them that can take care of them in the afterlife and so like at first she's like no way Jose and like everyone tells her like it's not a good thing but <clears throat> slowly she um the fuck happens after this <laughs> I can't remember <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck happens and then so she she goes to like um, the the dead son has a cousin who she goes to his house like for like this kind of like um, like meeting the family type, and she like sees someone in the other room that she's like oh that guy's kind of hot and she later <laughs> finds out that that's the cousin of the dead son and she's like slowly like um, building a crush on him, and then what essentially happens is like she. I don't remember how she gets, like, banished. Why the fuck can I not remember this book? It's so good. (laughs) Is she, like... Because we've read so many books. (laughs) Honestly, I think I read this in the summer. And she essentially like she gets her spirit gets separated from her body mm-hmm. and she has to figure out a way to get her spirit like reattached to her body. And okay. so like it deals with her being in like the afterlife type mm-hmm. of like this um, <clears throat> of this world. And the author really uh, derives like a lot of it from um, the like Malay culture. But she also does, like, do, she does do a few, like, um, what is it called? Like, she takes a few artistic liberties with it, but Mm -hmm. it's, like, she does derive a lot of it from, like, the myth, the, like, the afterlife beliefs and all that, and it was really interesting. I really enjoyed it, despite the fact that I can't remember it anymore.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know, well, it must be pretty good, and it must have been pretty popular, because I know there is a series on Netflix. Yes. Yeah. yeah have you seen it?
1: I have. I have not. I have okay. it on my list that I have to watch it, but it's really good.
0: Okay. <laughs> um. Next on my list is Pachinko by Min Jin oh. Lee, which is another book we read together. Oh. Um. It is. Oh God. How do I summarize this book? It is a <laughs> book that basically spans a generation of these. Um. Of a Korean family that moves to Japan during the um, colonization, and it spans from um, the col- like during the uh, Japanese colonization of Korea to the 90s, 80s, just about. And it, I don't know, <laughs> I know. Um, but basically. Um, it's about this family, and it focuses primarily on um, this woman and her sons, and the different um, the different like paths her sons take in um, while they're living in Japan. And it was really good. It's another book that really gets you in the feels. Another book that gets you thinking a lot. Um, and I highly recommend it. She has another book that I really want to read too. So yeah, Pachinko.
1: Yeah, and I th- and it's really good too. Like as an American reader, where like you don't really get like um, a lot of like you don't aren't usually exposed to like how it was like in Korea during mm-hmm. like the Japanese occupation. I don't think of- you're
0: ex- exposed to anything Korean. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> unless, like, anything- like unless. You're into K like pop now.
1: <laughs> yeah, like it's just like, oh, like Europe, let's talk about Europe during mm-hmm. World War Two and all this stuff. But it's like, how how was it like for someone in Korea that was occupied, you know? Mm-hmm. Which, ooh, you had the Nightingale, which was like the German occupation of France, and now you have <laughs> you Pachinko had the on Nightingale. your list. Oh, I
0: had the Nightingale. <laughs> 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 Never mind. <laughs> I had oh the Nightingale. My and you had Pachinko. <laughs> yeah. Listen.
1: Listen, I've I'm forgotten everything.
0: <laughs>
1: I have forgotten what happens everything. What again? What is my name? What is this podcast? <laughs> Are we doing our anticipated reads? I don't remember. Okay. So I have for my next book, Nevermore by Jessica Townsend. Yeah. And... I have the first book, but I think like the whole series honestly deserves to be on my top list because mm-hmm. I read it this year for like the mm-hmm. first time ever. And I know, ooh, they have another book coming out next year, don't they? Yes, they do. Oh, I should have added that to my list. Anyways, um how would you summarize it? I can't remember. Like I have like the whole series in my head since I read them like so close together.
0: A uh, girl who is cursed In her world Mm -hmm. that she's going to die, what, at 11 or 12? When she turns 11 or 12, she's going to die. Mm -hmm. Um, And instead of dying, she is kidnapped slash saved by this guy who brings her to this other world where there's magic and wonder and she learns uh, who she is there and what she's capable of doing and makes friends, builds a family... Yeah. And it's all around absolutely adorable and fun and amazing.
1: Yes, perfect summary. Thank you. <laughs> that's 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 it. That's my presentation for that. Like, <laughs> thank you, everyone.
0: <laughs> um, my next one is the other Bennett sister by uh, Janice Hadlow, which is basically <laughs> a the first half of the book is like a retelling of Pride and Prejudice through the eyes of Mary Bennett. And the um, second half is like what happens to Mary and everyone after Pride and Prejudice. And it's really good. I love Pride and Prejudice. It's my favorite book of all time. Honestly, like for my top 10 reads like a like um like honorable mention is going to be like all the Jane Austen books that I read this year like that I read and reread this year. Um but I didn't include them because I was like those would be my first five. So it wouldn't be fair to the Mm. other books. (laughs) Um so I did this one and um it's a lot of fun. If you like Pride and Prejudice, I highly recommend, especially if you think Mary If you if you found yourself when you were younger thinking you were an Elizabeth Bennet, and then grew up and you're like, "Fuck, I'm a Mary (laughs) Bennet,"
1: I felt that. Also, you have a lot of classics. I see. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, also, I believe I still have your copy that you lent me. On yes, my you bookshelf, do. And I have to read it. It's staring me in the face. i I swear to God.
0: The face.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. My next book. I have this poison heart by. Oh no, the name's cut off. Kaylin Bayron. Bayron. Okay. I'm. I'm. I am assuming for that first name. Hold on. Oh hello google don't send me to the ramones i just want to make sure i have the author correct okay my next book is this poison heart by Kaylin bayron yes i do okay. all right this was one of those books i think i like told you about it like right after i mm-hmm. read it right that i was like yes. you need to read this book
0: Yeah, i did it <laughs> god damn it megan
1: <laughs> you know Where's what the
0: other bennett sister <laughs> i'm oh, oh. <laughs> touché
1: <laughs> touché <laughs> if i if i pick up that book will you read this one is all i'm asking yes i will put it in my january tbr then um this poison heart i think it's like advertised as like a like poison ivy type uh story it's about a girl she has like a uh, like, she doesn't know who her, like, parents are in the beginning of the book. And then she later on get finds out she has an inheritance from an aunt, which <clears throat> her badass inheritance is, like, this mansion with, like, fucking, like, rolling with, like, um, acres on it. And there's, like, a secret garden. And what the main character has is she has this power to, like, she can handle any plants, poison or otherwise, and she can even handle like uh, what are those like nightshade and all that stuff, and it does not affect her. Like she can handle it like no problem. And so like on this estate, like she essentially has to find out like um, like who she like who her parents were, especially her mother, and like what this like gift of hers means and like what it can do. And it's really cool. Like it has it has. Um, uh, queer rep as well. It has LGBT rep, and uh, th- the main character is black, which like I feel like um, we don't really get to see a lot of bla- a lot of um, black uh, m- main characters, especially mm-hmm. for YA. Mm-hmm. And so I absolutely loved it. And it's also the author Kaylin Bayron. She wrote Cinderella is Dead, I think. Okay. So she has another um, really good book that she's okay. put out. All right, and yeah,
0: Top Notch. This is yeah. This I've been was, meaning to read both of those. <laughs> this was originally my
1: like top two. I think it's like probably like my like number three right now.
0: Okay. My second one is North and South by Elizabeth Gaskell. <laughs> another classic. <laughs> Oh uh,
1: right. No. This is slowly turning into a classic podcast. I've
0: um, <laughs> read so many classics this year. <laughs> um, and this was I've s i have I had seen the mini series, the beloved like two thousands miniseries. Um and so I finally sat down and read the book and I'm so glad I did. Um Mr. Thornton is one of my top guys, like, it's him, it's a Darcy, and, um... Oh, damn. I know.
1: <laughs> That's a tall... I know. ...recommendation.
0: <laughs> it is, uh, it's about this girl who... She was, she grew up in London with her, uh, rich fan- like, her rich, uh, relatives, but then her cousin gets married, so it's time for her to go back to her, uh, mm. parents who live in the south part of England, And she has this, like, really idealized version of where they, like, where the house was, like, in the times that she's visited. Mm -hmm. And um, her dad is a preacher, but he actually becomes a dissenter. Uh, So he, like, stops, doesn't stop believing in the religion, but, like, it's, like, he doesn't, they don't get too much into it, but it's basically, like, I don't feel like I can still preach anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so he is found, um, a, like, tutoring job, like, in the northern industrialized England. Um, and they move up there, and it's just about her, uh, culture shock of how different, like, South and North England is, because South is, like, considered affluent and countryside, and the North, especially back then, was considered, um, it was industrialized, uh, poor lower class and um just it's just about her experiences of meeting these people and then of obviously like Mr. Thornton who is so dreamy <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah um it's my top read and one of my favorite books ever now <laughs> dang that's cool I mean you saw me I embroidered Mr. Thornton <laughs> like, I
1: made it. I story. saw. <laughs> I saw. I think that's, like, all you needed to, like, show me for me to know. <laughs> like, top book. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I had originally my number one as Iron Widow. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say it might be tied with the other book that I had to add in as my number 11. Okay. Which is The House in the Cerulean Sea by mm-hmm. T.J. Klune. Wait, yes. have you
0: read it? <laughs> I haven't. Oh, my God. Oh, I highly recommend it. It's, like... I keep meaning to it. Everyone talks about it. Everyone loves it.
1: I mean, honestly, I don't even have to have... have to like, a everyone's summary. top
0: read. Like, honestly, yeah. It's, like, like I,
1: I recommend it, too. Like, if you're, like... you know, Like, you need something to, like, bring you back up. Like, if you're, like, mm-hmm. sad or anything. Like, that's, a, I think, a really, like kind of feel-good book that will, like, mm-hmm. bring you back up again because it's just top-notch.
0: Okay.
1: Um, I think I my first book by him was Under the Whispering Door, which I read, like, two months ago. And then mm-hmm. I read this one, and I think Cerulean Sea is, like, my favorite out of yeah. the two. And, okay. I mean, I put it as my, like, top number one, tied with okay. Iron Widow. And it's, it's like, the opposite of Iron Widow, but, like, <laughs> amazing. <laughs>
0: Like two opposite spectrums there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like this is like a feel good, like beautiful story about this guy who like, you know, ends up um how do you say, like, he ends up he's like a social worker type and he goes to like this Orphanage type on this island of, like, kids that have, like, these really special powers, like, Mm -hmm. um, and they're pretty much ostracized, these kids, just because of what they are, instead of, like, like, wondering about who they are and what they Mm -hmm. can do, uh, about what, who... How do you say? It? Like they're more worried about what they can do versus like who they are and who they want to be. And so he slowly learns like like who these kids are and how they're so much more than what like it says in their files and what everyone is afraid that they'll do. Like one kid is even literally Satan's spawn. Like he his name <laughs> his name his nickname is Lucy, but his full name is Lucifer because he's Satan's son. <laughs> oh my gosh. But it's like it's so beautiful. I love them. Aww. And I've been the complete opposite. It. Yeah, it's really good. Complete opposite of Iron Widow, where she just <laughs> kills know, everyone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, that's my number one. All right. And then my last number and uh, my number one, which, like I said, mine isn't in any order. It's literally in the order mm-hmm. that like I read them this year. Um, yeah going to make fun of me. The Blue Castle by Ellen Montgomery. Oh my god. You read it this year for the first time? Mhm. Um I I've read anna Green Gables and those books like since I was little. I love Ellen Montgomery. Um mm-hmm. and I read a really good um biography about her. Uh she's mm-hmm. such a fascinating person and really tragic too. Like you read about her and you're like, I can't believe this woman came up with Anna Green Gables. Um, which just goes to show you, like, the power of the mind and imagination. But mm-hmm. um, I, so it's my first time reading this book. I loved it. A, It was such a fun, cute, easy, quick read. And I still think about it. And I still think about it I was like god yeah. I wish like I wish this would had been made into like a movie like a, I want Netflix to like make it into a movie like cuz it's so cute um it's about this girl who is like on the verge of becoming like a spinster i think she's like what 25 26
1: yeah it's <laughs> like freaking young but old by society yeah. standards back then
0: and she comes from this like very like family, like, very, like, posh family that, like, really looks down on her and her situation mm-hmm. and basically everything about her. And you can tell that she's really depressed. And it's called the Blue Castle because she would, like, create this blue castle like where she would go and live and everything was perfect. And there'd be, like, a prince there. And, like, the prince always changed like what he looked like, how he was as she grew up. Mm-hmm. And, um basically she gets told that she's going to die soon and she just decides fuck it i'm gonna live like the way i want to live it and honestly the scene where she has that dinner with her family after this uh, and like she decides to do it it is top notch writing top notch comedy gold that it is so good
1: that scene is the one thing I want to see, like in a like right? movie or like it TV is, show development. Like just yes. that scene alone will
0: get me. Oh, <laughs> great scene, and honestly, like, and you read this book, and basically, like, she like, and she ends up like having this romance with this guy who, like. Even for this time, like, you know they don't fucked. Like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> she, like, makes all these analogies to nature and all this stuff when they're out there and you're like, they fucking outside. <laughs> 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 like, and, like, it's so hot and sexy in a way, too, if, like, as you're reading it. And I just, I loved it. It's a fun read. And it, I, yeah, highly recommend If yeah. you love Anna Green Gables, I recommend this book.
1: I totally thought you had read it like before this year, since you recommended it to me. And it was one you of like, made the
0: me... first books I read this year. Oh, really? And you made
1: me read *Anne of Green Gables*. I read the first one this year for the first time. I also loved it. I still need to read the rest of the series, though. For *Anne of Green the Gables*, the third
0: one of *Anne of Green Gables* is one of my favorite. probably my favorite. really, yeah. Because she goes it. to is Anne of the island, and um, she. It's her college years and it's so fun and cute. Really?
1: That's like another book. Another series I need to get around to. (laughs) But solid. I love it. Yes, that was our top reads of twenty
0: twenty one. Uh, now we're gonna do our quick like most anticipated for um 2022 which should go by quicker because we can't really do summaries of them because we haven't read them
1: (laughs) you say quick but like I'm pretty sure we'll still end up talking about (laughs) about them okay should we do like one off one on yeah like okay what's yours
0: okay so my first one is House of Sky and Breath by Sarah J. Moss. Uh, really? <laughs> I know. Shocker. I'm shook. <laughs> I know. And not much has to be about, said about this book. I know a bunch of people probably have this as their most anticipated. I'm so excited. I loved Crescent City. I know you have a weird relationship with it. But I loved yeah. it.
1: I, I love Sarah J. Moss. I loved her other books so much. Crescent City just, like, did not hit the right notes for me. I suggest rereading it,
0: and I also suggest utilizing an audiobook.
1: Okay, I'll have to try it. But I don't know, because I can't do audiobooks. That might make it worse.
0: Don't look at me like that. Okay. I
1: have... I have Chef's Kiss, which is a graphic novel... Ah, chef's kiss <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it has LGBT rep and it's just it looks so cute like on the cover alone um, Goodreads says that it has um, it has everything delicious foods even more delicious gay romance and an actual food critic pig and it just <laughs> it looks so cute and I want to read it and yeah
0: my next one The Red Palace by June Hur um This is about a maid in the Choson Palace, Um, Mm. and there's mystery involved. I know it's mystery involved. It's during the time of Prince Sado, Prince Sado, who is like, Mm. um, if you know anything about Korean history, it's probably him. Um, The the heir who was like killed in a rice box um (laughs) i can't wait i love june her her writing gets better and better and i love that she is writing about these uh time periods and these places that not a lot of people know about
1: love that okay i have i am the ghost in your house by maria romasco moore which is a like paranormal horror read I saw it as. And it has a really cool cover. Like if you look it up, like it mm-hmm. has like this cool like little like blur effect going for it. And like I that's literally what got me to put it on my list because I was like, that looks so fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it's about. I don't wanna know because I just wanna read it.
0: <laughs> um my next one is Gallant by Victoria Schwab oh yes um the blurb for it says it's like the secret garden meets crimson peak and i am really excited about that i love the secret garden um uh, if you reread the secret garden when you're older by the way um god it's racist um (laughs) spoiler alert spoiler alert it's racist um but you have to read. I mean, you gotta read it through the lens, and you gotta acknowledge it and do better. I um, <laughs> uh, but I'm really. I love Victoria Schwab. I love her darker shade of magic books and um, all her other books. I still haven't read the the Invisible Life of Addie LaRue, because I'm so scared of getting hurt. I don't know if you can see it. Oh, I don't
1: think you can see it. I have it. I have one of the collector's editions. You're I know you love it. Me.
0: I'm actually surprised uh, it's not on your top list.
1: I'm surprised too. I wonder what happened. That was a really good book.
0: Uh yeah, um I'm afraid to get hurt, so that's why I, I don't want to read it. Yeah, yeah you'll get I'm hurt. Really but like in the best way. <laughs> okay,
1: I felt that. I have Ecstasia by Claire Legrand. Um, it's This is another horror read with LGBT rep. And I know the author has um, a fantasy series or something, Furyborn, that is really popular.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, I've read it. The oh, you've book. read it? Yeah, I've read the first book.
1: Yeah, I've heard good things about her, and I have Saw Kill Girls, which is another one of her, like, I think mm-hmm. it's a horror read, too. Yeah. And I I literally bought it. I haven't read it, but, like, I hear really good things about her, so I want to read this book in 2022.
0: Okay. My next one is Book of Night by Holly Black. Um, I guess. Um, it's... Is like a this, I believe this is Holly Black's first like four way and uh, four way into um, four way, <laughs> I know <laughs> I um, heard it when I'm I said it scared. uh, into <laughs> adult fiction. Um, but mm-hmm. it's an urban fantasy oh. and um, I'm really excited for it. I enjoyed her, cru- um, the Cruel Prince books, so uh, excited to see her do. Um, some adult stuff.
1: I always love seeing like what when an author like tries out like a new um, age group, mm-hmm. like just to see how like writing style changes. Yeah. Um, I have for my next book, the Lesbiana's Guide to Catholic School by Sonora Reyes, mm-hmm. which is a contemporary read with LGBT rep and. Um. Yeah. It's. It sounds freaking cool. It's like about Let's this be girl. Honest, who's like
0: we'll read anything. She's
1: <laughs> honestly, honestly, that's it. That's my whole record <laughs> for why I'm reading it. And yeah, it's freaking. It looks cool. Just the cover alone sold me.
0: Also. Um. My next one is Tokyo Dreaming by. Um. Uh, Emiko Jean it is the sequel to um, Tokyo Ever After so I'm excited for that excited for all the funness oh I I
1: thought I had like the series out for that book it's just the first
0: one that's out just the first one's out still rooted. it it's good (laughs) it's fun it doesn't like it doesn't end off on like a way where like oh my god cliffhanger like it it could it could have been a standalone
1: Mm. okay okay for my next book i have the oh no i don't know the 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 what's it called the title reveal but keeper of the lost cities the last book comes out that's on my list (laughs) i knew you would have it too there's no title title. title. okay i didn't know I didn't look it up, but yeah, that's the last book in the series. It comes out next year. Like, I don't October-ish. think it's the last I think that's another one. Oh really? Oh mm-hmm. my god. Okay. In my head I I fucked up then. But yeah, next book comes out in that series and I'm I'm always excited for her books, honestly. I oh my god.
0: So excited. That darn baby really pushed back these book releases. <laughs> <laughs> Hold it
1: back, Megan. Hold it back, We're on the air. <laughs>
0: um, my my next one is Silverborn by Jessica Townsend. That is the next book in the Nevermore series. It is going to be at number um, four, right? There's three out. Yeah, there's three yeah. out. So it's the number four. It's the fourth one. I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to read it. I love those books. They're so cute and fun.
1: Yeah, I mean one of. If- I was the one that had Nevermore, right?
0: Is it top ten, top eleven? Mm-hmm. Yep. And, well, uh, I hadn't read it this year. I'd read it before.
1: <laughs> God, Megan, slow down for us, please. <laughs> um, What's I your have next one? on my list. <laughs> I have Hell Followed with Us by Andrew Joseph White. Um, I know this book has LGBT rep as well. It's a fantasy series, and I don't know what it's about. I, I know it has trans rep specifically, and it's mm-hmm. like a dystopia. But the cover is what sold me. Like the color scheme looks so fucking cool. Um, so yeah, I, I I don't really like to read the synopsis much. I just like see a pretty cover, and I'm like, I want to read
0: this. And I don't want to spoil myself okay. by
1: reading the description. <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
0: Um, my next one is The Girl Who Fell Beneath the Sea by Axio. Um, mm-hmm. it looks really good. It is about a girl who lives in this, um, lives in this town where, like, there's a sea god and, uh, they give a sea god, uh, he chooses, like, a bride every year or something like that, and he chooses, like, the most beautiful girl in the city, um, but, and the girl that's, like, going to be sacrificed that year is our main character's sister. And the sister tries to um, save her, save, the main character tries to save her sister instead. And, yeah, um, I'm really excited to read it. It looks, the cover looks gorgeous.
1: Yeah. I have for my next book, Forest Hills. But Forest Hills Bootleg Society by Dave Baker and Nicole Go, which I believe is the illustrator, and this is another graphic novel with LGBT rep. Uh, it's about four teens who stumble into an illicit anime DVD burning business in their like conservative like small town, and it just like I don't know. I don't remember what got me interested in it, but it it looks cute. Okay.
0: Hmm. So, my last one. It's not my last last but We did, like, a whole list. Forever. (laughs) Um, One for All by Lily Lanoff. Um, It is a gender-bent retelling of The Three Musketeers. Um, oh. it's, yes it's about a girl with a chronic illness and um who trains to be a musketeer and she ends up making friends finding out secrets and learning about herself from what I am have read um and I'm really excited for it
1: that's sick I've yet mm-hmm. to read the three musketeers
0: I read it really long ago I read it in high school yeah.
1: I think I put it on our list of something we should do for our buddy read. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm,
1: I think we did. I'm I'm pretty sure. That's cool though. I, I I saw the movie, the newest movie with the actors whose names I already forgot and I loved it. <laughs> and that's a book I really wanna read. So that sounds interesting.
0: Yes.
1: Check. I have nothing.
0: So that is our most anticipated <laughs> read. That was our top ten and our most anticipated. Um What book are we going to talk about next time, Denise? As you take a sip of water. Oh,
1: shit. (laughs) Um, I remember the title, but I do
0: not remember the
1: author. Okay, I see it. Firekeeper's Daughter by Angeline
0: Bowley. Yes, that is what we are going to talk about next time. Uh, So feel free to read it because we talk with spoilers um and yeah i've heard great things about this book so i'm really excited
1: me too i saw it in a lot of people's like top 10
0: list and Mm -hmm. i was like oh shit good thing we're gonna rate it yes i I know know what happens (laughs) i believe it won like a goodreads um award too
1: oh it did Mm -hmm. for something that i did you or something yeah Mm -hmm. all right damn
0: all well, right. Sick. As always, it was fun talking. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Please uh, remember to
1: like, subscribe, rate five stars, follow us on that all good our stuff. social media.
0: Follow us on Twitter <laughs> now that we have and social media. Yes, follow us on um, Twitter and Instagram at uh, bookcordpod.
1: Look for us on there. Um, right. Hug your mom if you like your mom for us. And uh, enjoy a hot slap chocolate her if in you know. our no. I don't know, <laughs> in our honor.
0: Megan, don't slap her. Don't
1: slap her. Don't advocate for that kind of violence, please. Because <laughs> we liked Iron Widow, where she literally, <laughs> <laughs> her mom, so it's not mean. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that All was right.
0: good. <laughs> goodbye. Let's, let's sign off before I say anything oh, else stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Goodbye.